This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically-minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Blue Cliff Record, Case 14. A monk asks, Umon, what is the teaching of a whole lifetime? Umon replied, an appropriate response. Teaching of a whole lifetime probably refers to the Buddha's whole life of teaching, in which he is said to have taught continuously, without ceasing, since his, the day of his enlightenment to the day of his death. Everything he did and said and lived was his teaching. What is that whole lifetime of teaching? Uman sums it up or manifests it in a simple phrase, appropriate response. And when we hear that, or think about what appropriate usually means, we think of it uh, in an ordinary sense as appropriate to the uh, circumstances, uh, something like skillful means, a response that takes into consideration who the person is, what their situation is, what they're capable of understanding. Are they a simple person, an intellectual? So our ordinary uh, sense of an appropriate response is something guided by our empathy or understanding of the person and the situation and something that is geared to be most helpful to them. And that's an important level in which to evaluate everything that we do. But I think that if that's all that Uman meant here, uh, it wouldn't be preserved as a koan. It might be a good teaching, but we would not see it in the Blue Cliff Record. So we have to look at it in the um, context of the kind of lesson these koans point to, which fundamentally are going to be lessons about non-duality. 
And if we start with that premise, then we immediately look at the um, contrast between an appropriate response and an inappropriate response and say that there must be something in the question and answer here that is asking us to examine the way we set up that usual dichotomy between appropriate and inappropriate and are somehow challenged to dissolve that distinction. And one way in which we think of it as dissolved is in, the, is in the question itself where the monk refers to a whole lifetime teaching. There's something seamless and continuous there. Right? Not divided into sort of the good parts and the bad parts. So it's Buddha, so maybe, you know, just the long, boring parts. <laughs> Some of those sutras are pretty uh, tedious. <laughs> but the whole lifetime of teaching points to something that is uh, seamless. So we need to ask, what, what really do we mean by an appropriate response? And what would be an example of that? And one that I uh, thought of was uh, going back to uh, Buddha's day, the um, story of the transmission from uh, Buddha's first uh, uh, disciple, Mahakasyapa who became the first uh, patriarch, to uh, the second, Ananda. And as the story goes, after uh, Buddha passed away and Mahakasyapa took over the Sangha as its teacher, Ananda, who had been with Buddha for many, many years of his life and memorized, had this perfect recall for all his teaching, went to Mahakasyapa. Something still was not resolved for him. And he asked, the Buddha transmitted to you his robe and the bowl. Is there anything else that he gave you? You know, in the question there's a sense of Ananda is the one who recalls everything that the Buddha said. Right? So he knows better than anyone alive there what Buddha gave in one, in one sense. And yet there's something that he feels must lie beneath the surface 
or beyond the words and is beyond the symbols of, that were transmitted to Mahakasyapa. So he says, other than the robe, the bowl, there's <coughs> something else. What's the essence? What else did Buddha give you? And Mahakasyapa looks at him and says, Ananda? Ananda says, yes. Mahakasyapa says, take down the flag, take down my teaching flag, put up yours. What was transmitted? Ananda? Yes? See, when Ananda immediately responds to his own name, Mahakasyapa shows him there's nothing else. There's this just this immediacy. And with that, somehow, Ananda, in recognizing his own name, in responding without thought, got something of the Dharma that he never got listening to the, all the words of the Buddha decade after decade after decade. Uh, Ananda's yes, we could say, is quintessentially an appropriate response. But what could he have made an inappropriate response? Didn't he know his own name? Right? See, it's that kind of immediacy in which you can't get a right answer because there's no possibility of having a wrong answer. Appropriate only makes sense if you can contrast it with inappropriate. But in that kind of exchange, there's no place to miss. This morning, in my opening remarks as we began Sashin, I said that each moment calls to us, and each moment we respond. Sometimes we will say yes to that moment, sometimes we'll say no. We'll say no in the form of some kind of resistance or judgment. But the immediacy of our no or our judgment or our thought is just as great, just as automatic as a yes. It's automatically called forth by the moment. It is a perfect expression of everything that we are right up into that moment. You see, you could say, Every moment, all our character and history and training are just now manifesting as this. 
And we can't miss. We can't miss perfectly expressing the sum of everything that we are in that moment. That's our face showing up in the mirror. Right? There's no way we're going to get it wrong. Our face is going to be right there. It's going to be shown to us. And whether we're smiling or crying or looking distracted, it's us. The mirror is always giving an appropriate response to a face in front of it. So our practice is recognizing the appropriateness of every response and how much of a whole lifetime of teaching is summed up without fail in each moment's response. Is there anything else?